0: The Game Sports Show and Game Entertainment media want to give a quick stick tap to LivingSisu.com. Sisu is a Finnish word for determination, tenacity, and resiliency. LivingSisu.com wants to activate your lifestyle by offering discounts and exclusive offers from your favorite sports brands. Sign up is free at LivingSisu.com, where you will earn instant offers that will help you save on sports tools, products, supplements, and so much more. Be sure to check it all out at LivingSisu.com.
1: Booyah, and it's time for the game sports show special edition upload powered by the game entertainment and media gem for short, along with the game sports show.com. You're currently listening to the game through one of the many media platforms, Spotify, Apple Podbean, Podtail, Facebook, Instagram, or of course through, as mentioned off the top, our website. Now, getting to our special edition co-host, a voice that goes through the airwaves and through your speakers of your car, your headphones, or any kind of speakers for that matter, so smoothly. One of the main special edition co-hosts, a Canadian's news show co-host as well, and our background tech guy, if you will, of Gem in the game. Oh, and he's also very good at playing Chell to boot. He also (laughs) gets very competitive while he plays. Chell, and he plays competitively, fun fact, the one and only Alex Parr. Parr, how's it
0: going, buddy? Work hard, play hard, a voice that goes down as smooth as a northern superior brew. How's it going, Dave? Oh, there you go. Not bad, eh? Got the sponsor in there.
1: Got the plug for the sponsor. There you go. So hopefully everyone is sitting down and enjoying a nice pint, or even if you're enjoying liquor drink, either way, if you're happy able to join us, because getting to our special edition guest, and I got to take a breath for this one, because I got a big list for our guests, one of probably the best intros I'm going to do, it's a guy who knows how to stop a puck, He's a member of the Washington Capitals organization. The first goalie selected in the 2013 NHL draft. He's a 2012 QMJHL Defensive Player of the Year. Fastest goalie in QMJHL history to 100 wins. One of the top goalies all time in QMJHL wins. Three-time winner of the Moosehead Scholastic Player of the Year Award, which is really impressive. The Moosehead's leader in wins, playoff wins, shutouts. President Cup winner, Memorial Cup winner, and of course, the world junior gold medal champion for Team Canada, along with winning a Spangler Cup with Canada. He was drafted second round, 36th overall to the Montreal Canadiens from Laval, Quebec. Someone who knows how to stop a puck, and he stopped quite a few in his day. As I said, right off the top, starting at the, ending it the way I started it, sorry. Zach Bucalli. Zach, thanks for coming on the show, my friend.
2: Wow, that was that was wild. That was wild, man. Thank you for the
1: intro. <laughs> that's he had unbelievable, a scroll that he just it, rolled
0: out. Uh, <laughs>
1: I usually don't put great, notes. Man. I just put stuff together, but I had to type you, that one out and take it. You missed the under 18, but it's okay. We're not going to talk <laughs>
2: about that one. With you, man. I, it's all good. <laughs>
1: I love that. You got it in there, so that's good. You know what? And getting right to our opener here, uh, we... We'll get to two things. I want to get to what you're doing now, obviously, even outside of the game. And then, obviously, you could talk about your deal with the Washington Capitals, which I believe you signed on August 19th. Uh, and we're probably going to get more into that as we go deeper near the end of the show. But we're right off the hop. What are you doing now outside of the rank? And congratulations, signing in Washington. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate
2: you guys having me on. It's It's been quite the last few weeks, to be honest with you. Uh uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but I, I had a deal in Europe and then that got scrapped. And then I was really looking at uh, different places, and um, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, uh, the the Capitals contacted my agent, and we had a, a good conference call. And then a couple of days later, there was an offer. So it was just like really wild few weeks, and and uh, it's been it's been great. And you were just asking on what I've been doing off the ice lately, just training and working on a, a new uh, with with my new company with a couple of my partners um, living siSU and um, yeah man it, it's been really cool because uh, the three partners were, were sports guys and our goal is just to help people get into sports and physical activity and activate your lifestyle and we give a bunch of different offers with all of our partners uh, like discounts and events and uh, it's it's really cool man if you look at our our offers from our partners, is it's really dope, it's free to join, and uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. So that's a little bit of what I'm doing off ice and on ice now uh, with the new deal. I'm really excited, so it kind of gives me a sense of direction for the next couple of uh, um, months to get ready. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, taking in the last uh, few days where it's going to be over 25 here in Quebec. So uh, Well, you guys are from Michigan, right? So you know what I'm talking about.
1: Michigan uh, and Sioux, Ontario, but being rated, the same thing. So, like, you know, Canadian, proud to be Canadian. No offense Mm -hmm. to American listeners because we do have a lot of them, so I'm not chirping anything like that. But anyway. (laughs) You know what we we haven't been able to have the luxury near the end of summer uh, to have the same weather and spoiler alert I know this uploads a little bit after we're recording this on September the 1st so anyone who thinks it's a live upload story to spoil your party uh, but we <laughs> but overall you know the summer is you blink and it's coming to a close and uh, overall mm-hmm. the commercial we promoted your brand right off the commercial there and we're going to continue to plug in your brand throughout our special edition uploads and our shows so you can certainly check out everything through Zach Fucali's uh, Instagram page social media page and We'll do a reminder at the end of the show as well, just to make sure people didn't miss what you're doing now off the ice. And again, congratulations on getting part of the Washington organization. I know it's been kind of a busy few weeks for you before, and we had to get the show done. And I want you, Zach, to tell listeners, because I don't think people believe me when I say this. How did I get in contact with you to come on the show? Um,
2: well, maybe I'm wrong, but you just sent me a DM on Instagram. Am I right? Yeah, or?
1: Hey, yeah there you go. I slid right into your DMs, if you will. You know, <laughs> buttered, Dave. Love it.
2: Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> and you know what? That's that's actually one of the good ways to uh, get a hold of me nowadays. Uh, it's uh, it, it's easy access and we all kind of have that community feel on Instagram. So it's kind of cool. And uh, I saw a sports show. You guys invited me on. I said, you know what? I kind of like sports. kind of works <laughs> out. You know what I mean? So uh, here I am. <laughs>
1: This is because people have been heckling me, said Dave. There's no way you're actually messaging people on Instagram. Look, yes I am. That there's there's proof right there that I went on Instagram, went on a previous guest's page, saw who his followers or following were, and I messaged certain individuals. And Zach was one of them, and he that's why he's here. So there's the proof. Now getting to the topics, let's jump right into the show, Alex. I'm going to give you honors, okay, since you haven't had the opportunity really to chat as much as me yet, which is usually standard because I have a motor mouth all the
0: time. I want you to kick get us started with uh first topic we're going to bring up with zach well i mean uh the big exposure for zach was the qmjhl career and uh zach you'd say you probably did pretty good eh? yeah it was
2: uh it was a good couple of years yep it was
0: yeah you drafted 11th overall back in 2011 and when you first got drafted was the thought all right let's get to work or is it like i can only imagine there's got to be a little bit of intimidation come your first major draft day no
2: yeah, there was. And you know what? I didn't really expect it to be a huge draft day because I didn't know what it was. Uh, when, when you first kind of hear the, the, the draft in the queue at you're 15, you, you don't know anything at that point. And um, yeah, you, you get there and it's literally like the NHL. There's all the tables set up. Um, all the, all the teams are kind of communicating there's trades. Uh, I mean, it's really, it's really dope how they do it. So yeah, um, I was lucky to be in a great organization, Halifax, you know, I, I, I love that place, uh, and uh, it worked out well, man. The, the day was unbelievable. It was invicto, and uh, went to a good place, Good goalie coach, good GM, good owner, great team, if you guys know who I had the chance to play with. Oh, it was yeah a pretty good
0: team. Yeah, <laughs> a couple guys that are doing pretty well for themselves right now, to say the least. see and when you played your first year you were your rookie started 32
1: wins which was tops in franchise history and like you were named to all rookie team you won the raymond legacy trophy hopefully i didn't butcher that i'm not french no no, that's good enough i got it (laughs) good enough (laughs) there we go quite the campaign for your rookie right out of the gate you know like let's let's get real you go in there you are drafted 11th overall so i guess the expectations there for yourself to perform but when you get to that point are you just like, oh yeah, I got this? You know, is that is no, that where you just? Not at all.
2: That's really oh. not how it went down.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but no, you're right. It, it, maybe the expectations were high, but I don't think they were because for a 16 year old goalie in the queue, the expectations aren't that high, uh, in my opinion, uh, or or that's just what I remember. You know, like they had a veteran goalie. He was uh, he was uh, 18 or 19 uh, at he was playing there. He had he was the start of the year before, so. He was older than me, and I was kind of scheduled to be a backup and kind of learn that year, and then next year maybe uh, play a little bit more and kind of go from there, you know. So maybe the expectations were high, but not my first year, not, not for that first year. So how it went down was I started as a backup for maybe the first eight, nine games, and then there was an injury that you never want to see that, but it, it happens, and, and it kind of ended his year, his, his season and um, that was it they just had me there and I literally played pretty much every single game until the end of the year yeah. uh that's just how it played out I was in the right place at the right time I kind of took advantage of the opportunity to play a lot of games and it gave me a little bit of a head start for other goalies at my age at that time because I just got so many minutes and um yeah, I, I don't know if that was the plan right off the hop, but it just ended up being that way. That um, there was an injury, and I had to play a lot of games, and it went pretty well. And just I just rolled with it, man.
1: Man, and you also like, as Alex said a little bit ago, was the players you had too, like dynamite roster. Nathan McKinnon, okay, like you had the opportunity to win and play uh, with Nathan McKinnon, Jonathan Drouin. They're they're the, some big names that came out of Halifax, right? And I know you ended your career. Uh, I believe it was over in Quebec with the Ramparts. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you started Halifax, you know, you had four points, like basically four seasons there. Then you ended your fourth uh, season with Quebec, but playing with Nathan McKinnon, and, Joanne, how are those guys in the locker room? Because let's be honest. Nathan McKinnon, and we've had numerous guests on the show, one of them being Colin Miller, who is a Sault Ste. Marie native, actually. And he we, uh, he had a fan guest ask him a question. And the question was, who was the toughest player to play against the NHL? And you're thinking and expecting Mick David. You're thinking Crosby. Uh, you might even be expecting Austin Matthews to an extent. But he said, by far, Nathan McKinnon. And, like, you got to see him – just right there front row and play hockey with him in, in the QMJHL. How is that with Nathan McKinnon? What is he like in the locker room? Just explain how he is on the ice while you're on the ice. Well, first of all, I mean, what I'm about to say, like, it's nothing new.
2: Like we all know these things. Like it's, <laughs> like, I could say whatever, but these things have already been said about him. You guys could see it, you know? So it it's nothing new coming from me, man. Like, um, he just has that inner kind of will, you know, and you could see it in how he plays and, uh, in the playoffs. Now you see it and he's got that gut, that, 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 the grit, like the, the guts, you know, like you can see that, that tenacity, that, that determination. It's just part of his game. And that's been like that since the first time I kind of, uh, got to be on, 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 on that team in Halifax. Uh, and, uh, it was, definitely definitely made everybody step up around him and uh it 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 was great as well for me because i got some top end talent in practice every day so that was that was good for for me to develop but uh for nate i mean it's nothing new you guys know you can see what he's like and what you see is is literally how how he does that all year round so that's just that's just how he is
1: and I remember the questions, Alex, I think you might even have a bit more detail with this, but I think when Colorado drafted McKinnon first overall, there's a little bit of question mark, right? Because there was Seth Jones who they thought maybe that they would take or even Barkoff. Barkoff obviously has, has had a uh, great career up to this point as well. So that was still a good pick for Florida, mm-hmm. but got to say that McKinnon going first was more than a perfect pick for Colorado. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a little Florida. bit of time too where that pick well, people were kind of worried. He's only getting 60 points, but now it's like you turn on that TV, and if nobody's watched the game before, they go, "Oh, he's one of the good ones."
1: Oh, he's he's wicked. He he's literally just wicked. And like winning the championship over in Halifax with those guys, the emotion. I think actually, and this is a fun fact, Alex. You're gonna chuckle this. When we had Scott Darling on the show, he mentioned he doesn't remember who gave him the Stanley Cup when he won the cup in Chicago. But when you won the Memorial Cup, there's a there's um, in the championship there's a video of you giving the trophy to McKinnon. So if I'm correct, I think you got the trophy first over McKinnon. Is
0: that true? (laughs) Oh
1: man, you know what?
2: I'm I'm gonna gonna say I don't remember that at all.
0: (laughs) Um, Plead the fifth. I love it
2: it in my hand at some point uh so <laughs> that's that's kind of it we all touched it we all got it uh i don't know i don't remember so if you say there's video footage i'll believe you that's good <laughs> enough evidence for me uh but uh no i don't remember if uh, i'm the one received from him or me to him or i don't know i don't know what happened
1: that's just like brag kind of A blur
2: man it's kind of a blur
1: it's kind of like bragging rights you're like oh i'm the one who gave that trophy to mckinnon so i was first to go just saying <laughs> <laughs> i mean look he he, he had a hat trick that game so um, <laughs> you could say i had 40 saves you could say you had a hat trick i don't know man you you tell me
0: yeah pretty good both are pretty good
1: <laughs> alex you know i know there you had a good international experience too and obviously obviously with you getting drafted we'll get into those topics but Alex, i'll slide to you first uh with whatever one you want to jump into
0: yeah, just before we go over to the international play, there's so many unsung heroes that we've interviewed in the last few weeks. The Danny Carcillos, the – the oh, my God, his name is slipping my mind right now. But so many unsung heroes on these big playoff teams that don't necessarily get the attention that they should. Who was one of those guys on your Mem Cup team that you were like, this guy has helped us so much and does not get the love from the media he should?
2: Oh. uh on that squad, man, there were quite a few, and that was kind of the beauty of the Mooseheads. That uh, for actually the whole time I was there, because we, we we think about my second year when we won it, but the year before it was pretty much the same team, my uh, plus or minus uh, three or four guys, and and then at 18 we had a new uh, batch of euros because they got a little older. So Timo Meyer and Nick Ellers. Nick Ehlers, you, got, you guys know Nick Ehlers,
1: mm-hmm. and so um, he is an hockey player.
2: So, so, so basically, it's kind of the story of the Mooseheads. By the time I was there, we were just deep. We just had deep squads every year, and you're talking about unsung heroes, but man, I could just go down the list because that's just the way it was on on our on our third line and fourth line. We, we could have guys playing on a second or first line anywhere else in the league. We were just deep and there were a lot of unsung heroes and, and that's kind of how we had it because we were well coached we were well managed every everything down the line was top notch so unsung heroes i mean pick your you make your pick you know everybody had their their say in it and i mean uh i i don't know what else to say we were just so deep every yeah. single one of those years that I, I i can't pick one it would be kind of unfair you know
1: See, Very one, true. the one name that sticks out to me is uh, Martin uh, Martin Fork. He's with uh, L.A., and I probably butchered the last name. I apologize. I'm still getting familiar with saying it. But with L.A., obviously, when he played with you guys in Halifax, he had success. But he's had, you know, he's this year in the National Hockey League, with success, yeah, with the hardest shot in the uh, American League All-Star, yeah. there's yeah. a six-year-old that's finally getting his, his due now with the Los Angeles Kings. You know, he had some times in Carolina, I believe, mm-hmm. Detroit were the other two teams. I remember him in Detroit, where I think he played, you know, a couple seasons in Detroit and there was some success there for him. Right. And now he went back down the AHL. he started there, but now you're up in LA, a team that was rebuilding. And I think if you're mentioning guys, just kind of want to jump in and feel like I'm a part of that answering this question was that he's definitely one of the guys that was, wasn't getting credit, but starting to, uh, and <laughs> that guy has a rocket and you must've you must have uh, taken some of those one-timers or slap shots in practice to the old chest, or yeah, oh, a, t- a hard <laughs> shot. I, 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 oh man,
2: I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I joke around, but it's kind of true. Like sometimes I would go every day of the week. I'd get a shot from Marty, and I'd be like, "Bruise, a couple, <laughs> <a> couple <laughs> bruises, man." But that's just part of being a goalie, man. The, the players will be like, "Well, you asked for it. You're you're the goalie, so." <laughs> They're right on that end, but uh, yeah, man, uh, definitely a challenge pretty much every day.
1: It's like, yo, you're the weirdo that wants to get puck shot at you. So, you know what? You're going to take as hard as a, I'm going to take as hard as yeah, You like, know, there's,
2: <laughs> there's an argument that could be the other way around, man. Like, yes, true. I think the goalies, the goalies aren't the weird ones. They're the ones blocking shots with absolutely no equipment. So, who's the weirder guy, you know?
0: True. <laughs> I mean, wow. Touche. That's a good thought process.
2: No, but I mean, <laughs> it's so easy to say. Maybe, maybe we're different because… Uh, how we act, but on the ice, we're not the crazy ones. We got the gear, man. I don't know what they're talking
1: about. <laughs> that's a good point. You know, Maybe back in the olden days when they had no masks, maybe then that, that would have been a good time. Oh, for
2: those guys were nuts. Those oh, guys yeah. were
1: nuts. Never. Never. I don't know how that was even a, a thing back then. I understand things change, but how people can go back, we're not going to jump into that. That's a whole other conversation. You're in yeah, an asshole that I want to jump into, right? Uh, you get, um, Getting the call the World Juniors, you know, you have the honor of getting invited to represent your country, and one of only 14 goalies get to represent Canada twice. I believe that's the stat. I know Alex is the one who got that stat, so I'm giving you credit for that, Alex. And Thank you, Dave. Uh, <laughs> you know, so you get the call to the World Juniors. How does that all you know, come together. You know what I mean? Like, like you get that call. Obviously you, you got to think that, you know, you're getting a call because the success that you're having in junior, but it, it's a whole different like feeling going able to re- uh, represent your country. I've had people say that they would rather win a gold medal than the Stanley cup, which I think is absolutely maybe crazy. Cause I think just getting a Stanley cup, is just the best award in hockey and the hardest one to win obviously, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being able to represent your country even in the world juniors, the under 18s, And I, like you said at the beginning, I forgot to mention that off the top. So you get the call for both ways. Uh, and obviously the Spangler that we'll get into a little bit later, but staying at the world juniors and under 18s, how does that, how's your mind going at that time? How are you feeling?
2: Um, it's tough to describe because when you're, you're in it at 18, 19, you're just kind of going with the flow. And when the first time I went in Sweden, um, you, 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 it was definitely not the same feeling as when the tournament was in Montreal or Toronto because we were over in Sweden and everything Team Canada is, is actually really good at doing is kind of sheltering us and, and 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 eliminating all the little distractions. So it seems like it's just a little tournament, you know what I mean? And but yeah. on the outside, it's like super media and, and games are on TV and everything. But once you're in it, you don't kind of realize that. And... Um, so that was kind of my first experience at the World Juniors uh, in Sweden. I was just playing kind of right in the wave. And then I only realized the, 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 kind of like, I'm not going to say no, actually the hype is not the right word, but how big the event is for Canadians uh, when the tournament was here. And that was a total different experience when it was Montreal and Toronto and, to win it on home soil. We uh Canada hadn't won it in five years or so. And then all of a sudden uh, with the team we had, we closed it out in Toronto. Jeez, Matt, I don't know how to describe how that felt, but it was, it was, it was pretty wild, pretty wild times.
1: See, I think there's like McDavid, there was Nick Patan, that team, Darnell nurse, Curtis Lazard. I know I'm forgetting other ones. at The top. I oh have. yeah. <laughs> there's
2: a lot Probably more Morrissey and, and, and yeah, and Fabry, man, Oh right,
0: that ones. was that tournament with Fabry. Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: well, that was, I, I think he was injured, but um, yeah,
1: it was. So uh, that was literally like the one of the best tournaments I remember watching that and win at home. You're right, you know, the passionate fan base in Canada and being able to win a gold for your country and it, it's just. You know, it, it makes you, it just makes that experience a whole lot better. And that's probably and arguably one of the best teams to have to ever ice in the World Juniors that I remember watching. Of course, you can think of the Crosby, Crosby Bergeron team earlier than that. And uh, if you want to go way back, but uh, even to the late 90s and early 1000s with teams and stuff like that. But I, I still got to say that even when you went to that World Junior, there was Connor McDavid there, who there there's arguably the fastest player ever to wear skates. I'm not taking any, anything away from McKinnon because I think he's up there, too. Uh, but honestly, McDavid was a different animal that tournament, too. And everyone just bought it. Even Curtis Lazar. There's another guy who you know who hasn't had a, not, I shouldn't say a fair shake at the National Hockey League. But you know what? He hasn't fit on the right system yet, right? But I believe he played with McDavid online in that tournament. Does everything was all together with that team and from the net and out and you were well coached as well. And we have someone on our staff on the show, Craig Hartsburg, who is uh, obviously well familiar with uh, the world junior ranks. And it's just, when you have that team together, there's really no bad players when it comes to Canada. Exactly. Exactly. And, and
2: that's, that's a good point. There are no bad players because at the end of the day, team Canada brings in the best uh guys for each role on a team and that's was uh that that's exactly how it went down because at the end of the day we were we had every single role and the best players for each of them and uh no matter i, I mean i don't remember exactly if uh kurt was on the same live as, as uh connor or, or or someone else's but at the end of the day it kind of didn't matter because <laughs> if, if if you if you needed somebody to fill a, a void then you had you had somebody perfect for that job you know so that's kind of the beauty of of Canada is we're deep in terms of you could have replaced other guys with, 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 uh, perfect players for each role. And that's, everybody came together and that's why we were so, so dominant because everybody just came together, accepted their role, contributed in their way. And maybe one guy was, was the top goal scorer and, and, uh, power play pk and whatnot but during the tournament maybe that role was different but everybody kind of swallowed that pill and pushed and that's that's why we had successes because everybody kind of accepted their role
1: see and then now even jumping from the canada side and we'll obviously we're going to circle back because there's something i want to bring up about the spangler because there's also a little sue connection in your spangler experience but as i mentioned we'll save that towards the end um you know the draft process, the National Hockey League. You go second round to Montreal, which obviously is basically in your, you know, backyard, if if you will, right? Obviously your home province and everything. And honestly, and you don't have to comment on this part, but I obviously I think you should have went higher, but that that doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't have to even jump into that or anything <laughs> like that. I think you were a first round prospect, but that does not matter. We get into the whole point of just getting drafted. You know, did did you have a lot of interviews at drafts from different teams? Did you know that Montreal was going to be the team to pick you? Like, we like asking a lot of our guests this because of the behind the scenes. And, yes, some of the stories we've gotten especially have been pretty funny about some of the draft interviews they've gotten. But to get that draft interview, go to the Combine and, you know, have your name called to the National Hockey League. It's a different experience than it is in junior. And going to that draft, did you have any expectations? Did you... What was going through your, your mind at the draft, or what were you expecting?
2: Um, at the Combine, prior to the draft, I, that's where all the interviews kind of were. Um, I was interviewed by, I think, about 20 teams of the 30,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, most of them went really well. There's some that isn't an interview. Some of them is just you, you fill out kind of a, a test, like a personality test, or they want to know certain questions off the top. Some of them is more serious where you enter almost like a boardroom and you got like 14 people of all different functions in the organization. And they're asking questions and people observing every move you're doing. And it's kind of funny looking back, but um, for me, I, I thought it went well, the whole process kind of went well. And you were asking if I had any expectations or, or if Montreal, I had any inclination, if I'm a hundred percent honest with you, man, I thought, after the interviews, Montreal would have been the last team to pick. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, I mean, it, it, for expectations, I, 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 I didn't know. I mean, I went into the day with, uh, knowing a few teams had interest and, uh, here and there, that's kind of how it goes. You talk to your agent and then, um, yeah, I went to the draft and, uh, the first round went by and then a few more picks. And then Montreal had a couple picks back to back there. Uh, not back to back, but kind of close. And then I heard my name. I was kind of shocked, and then it didn't kind of hit me. If you look at my reaction, I'm pretty much straight face until I had I kind of hugged my family, straight (laughs) face.
0: Your dad's (laughs) dad's reaction was the best.
2: (laughs) Yeah, my dad's reaction is pretty famous. It's hilarious. And uh I get down uh to the ice level and they give me the jersey, and that's when it kind of hit me like. Jesus, man, I'm actually going to the Canadians, and that's the team I grew up watching and idolizing and um, being a fan of, and and it was uh, kind of surreal. Like like I was telling you, my reaction was straight face until I really had the jersey on me, and then and then the smile came out, and I was real happy about it. So um, it was really wild. Uh, the whole experience is pretty amazing to go to the draft, and yeah, um, it was good. It was good. My family enjoyed. It. I enjoyed. It. it was a good time.
0: Now, what made you think Montreal was the 30th of 30th teams? Did you do something in the interview <laughs> I mean, to put them off?
2: No, no, honestly, I don't know. It's just maybe just the feeling that I had during the interview. Maybe, maybe it was a, uh, maybe it was a, I don't know, maybe it was.
0: Maybe you're just trying to tell yourself, down. no, no, they, they couldn't, they wouldn't pick me. Not, not my childhood team.
2: Yeah, and maybe. Then, hey, you know what? That's that might be it, but, um, to be honest with you, I just didn't with the, with the questions and whatnot. Maybe I was like, okay, well, they 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 have goalies; they're fine, you know. So um,
0: right, yeah.
2: And then it just happened that way. I mean,
1: so you can't predict these things, man. Very.
2: True. <laughs> you, and you, you can know, never predict these things.
1: You mentioned they have goalies, and if anyone lives under a rock or forgets, they have somebody named Carey Price in between the pipes who, you know, is not a bad goalie by any means. <laughs> you know, he's had a lot of success in his day. And, you know, is that somebody you idolized growing up? Obviously, he's not too much older than uh, yourself or even myself. So, like, I know when he came into the league, you were you're coming up in your teens kind of thing. So, was there somebody even before Carey Price that you idolized because – going into Montreal, they've had a lot of good strings of goaltenders. You had Patrick Waugh, and we all know how that ended, though, for him. Overall, Jose Theodore, who obviously gets traded to the same team Waugh did after he got traded, which I think is hilarious. You have <laughs> Carey Price as well, too, right? There's there's goalies that you had the opportunity to watch in Montreal, so, like, was was there anyone who stuck out? Did I say one yep. of the people? That, yeah?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I first started playing, uh, my favorite goalie was Marty Berdeur. Oh. And, and to this day, it probably still is Marty Berdier my favorite goalie of all time. But uh, growing up, there was uh, Jose Theodore in Montreal, and um, that was that was great because I was a fan of the team. So Jose Theodore was just naturally one of the guys I looked up to. And then um, Christopher Huey as well when he when he was awesome in Montreal, man, mm-hmm. in the playoffs and all that to get the Bruins. And um, that was that was one of the goalies that I watched a lot. But my favorite was Berdier and um and then as I kind of grew uh into hockey uh I all I, I like Carey Price because of you know the world juniors and then he came to Montreal and he made it so young and that was definitely somebody that I looked up to and then uh a little after that a lot of Henrik Lundqvist as well uh when I was in junior I, I liked Henrik Lundqvist a lot and I still do <laughs> I said <laughs> I liked like it's in the past but no man uh, Henrik Lundqvist definitely uh one of the guys that uh I, I looked up to and uh but the the game of hockey kind of evolves a lot, and as a goalie, you kind of look at different guys and you see, you identify yourself with certain aspects of their game. And for me, it's 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 always been kind of changing. But I started to play as a goalie because of Marty Berdur, and 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 that was that was it. And then I think Jose Theodore when he was a Montreal as well. Those are
1: definitely good people to look up to. You see Henrik Lundqvist, arguably the best looking goalie in the league. Not saying that to be weird by any means, but honestly, arguably, <laughs> arguably. Uh, And there's a guy that deserves a cup more than anybody in the NHL. Uh, Besides Jumbo Joe, obviously, and obviously Jumbo Joe Thornton has ties here uh, and where where our show's from in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Uh, Obviously with the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds is where he got drafted, right? But there's You know, there's somebody, the people that deserve a cup in the NHL besides Joe Thornton, it is maybe Patrick Marlowe should be up there as well. Uh, But you have Henrik Lundqvist. And when you said Henrik Lundqvist, there's there's a guy who is an inspiration to a lot of young goaltenders. And he's still playing like he's younger. He still puts up good numbers, and the loyalty in that guy should be how goalies really look how to be as a person, right? And I this I believe in loyalty, and Henrik has been more than loyal to that Ranger organization uh, for sure. But you going back to with you being in Montreal and you said it kind of off your point is that they did have goalies when they picked you. Right. So maybe that's why that could have been another element of surprise. where you had Carey Price. I think Dustin Tokarski might have been there, too, when you were there. Just top of my head. remembering that. And
2: I, I, I started my pro career with uh, Dustin Tokarski.
1: Yeah, so there, so, you know, there's a guy who also had some world uh, who had some world junior success uh, as well. But Montreal has you know, groomed some good goaltenders, and you know, <laughs> with being in that situation in Montreal, you know, you must have had this been like, wow, you know what? I get the opportunity to potentially work with Carey Price, you know, or uh, have that chance. But at the same time, are you thinking there? Mm, maybe this might not be the best situation because they have goalies, or is that kind of a challenge that goalies? Uh, should embrace
2: oh you you need to you need to embrace that because it's it's very often i get uh, presented with this question with kerry price was there so did you how, how was that but then all right then i just say let's look at every other team in the league if we go to let's say you get drafted in new york who's there 100%. if you get drafted in nashville is pecorino and then if you get drafted in I don't know, we, we can name every single team. At the time, it was Pittsburgh. Oh, well, there's Flurry. He's not going anywhere. So, every NHL team has a starter, and most of them have a have a guy that's there on a multi-year deal. He's almost the star of the team. So, um, Carey Price was no different to that. Like, it, it's... it's. I'm not... Yeah, obviously, he's the best goalie in the world, but every NHL team has a goalie that's elite. You know what I mean? So... You can't look at it and say, well, OK, it's not a good place uh, to get drafted because they have such a good starter. Well, every team has that. Right. So that's kind of where I was. I was I was just in a learning experience where I was only 17, 18 at the time. So I didn't really worry about that. And I was just happy to partner with the Canadians, work with the the organization over time. I started my first three years pro there and it just didn't work out. Right. It just I just didn't end up playing in in Montreal in the NHL, so I just moved on to another place, and uh, that's that. So it wasn't just because Carey Price was there, because it could have been the same at different uh, locations. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah, that's so true. You know what? Honestly, for some reason, I would never have looked at it that way. But when you brought up other goalies and other teams, you know, when you think about it, for the last handful of years a lot of teams have had their starter for the most part a part of that team for a good amount of time and exactly you know, and there's teams that haven't had success, and I'll flat out say it because I know Arizona has been a team that hasn't been able to, you know, draft and you get those lucky with players like Stroman and Perlini getting moved out, and so you can say there's certain teams, but now they had goalies that were a part, that got be a part of there now, like Darcy Kemper got there, and that, that was obviously after you got drafted, but you know, mm-hmm. there's there's still there's still teams. That needed other needs too before goaltending at that time. When you got drafted, they needed a forward. They needed that defensive prospect. Like I know, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're not. Despite that, they don't really have goaltending depth right now. They're a team that's looking for defensive prospects, sort of. You know, you got they got some, but there's teams that need to draft as per need. But then Montreal, obviously, yes, they drafted to be, get some depth in goaltending. and draft the best player available at that time, and that is yourself. Because like I said, you should have went higher. But overall, you put a you put a great perspective into it. I never really thought of it that way and you said uh, obviously after montreal there was some there was another team you went to and i'm gonna slide over to alex so i don't take too much of his air time to talk about your next adventure after montreal
0: honestly the team that i want to know the most about is the orlando solar bears because that is just (laughs) hands down the best jersey ever in <laughs> hockey history, but we're going to talk a few different teams here. You did bounce around to a couple of different organ or organizations, but you did say at the top of the show that things were kind of panic mode for you these last couple of weeks. But do we know where you're playing now?
2: Uh, so I, I I'm not going to say we're panic mode, but it was a little bit more stressful than usual with hectic, with no contract, and and we don't know when the season's going to start. And for the last five six months, like I've just been looking at playing in Europe and. Starting that way, and like I was telling you guys before the show, I had a contract in 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 uh, the KHL, and then that didn't that kind of fell through, and so <laughs> so now you're in a situation where you're looking for another spot, and like I said, it was a little bit stressful, but it's just part of hockey and and kind of uh, being a free agent at some point. Um, but uh, then then now that I know I I'm, I I'm on a contract with the the Capitals, I'm, I'm just happy to, to, to get ready for the next season. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to talk about all the other places I've been. I've done a lot. My journey has been um, filled with uh, air miles and uh, <laughs> it's been quite the journey, quite the adventure, man. But uh, Orlando was unreal. It was so fun to play there. I don't think I've had that much fun playing hockey in my life than this past
0: season. So It was. So it must good. suck having to leave the arena in shorts, man. Oh, Darn.
2: man, I'd walk to the rink every day. Uh, if we're talking Celsius, it's between 25 and 30 uh, degrees every single day. Uh, rain here and there. Uh, hang out uh, by the pool and the barbecue in the evenings. It's fun, man. <laughs> it's
1: fun. <Jeez. laughs>
0: playing uh, hockey in Florida.
1: It's no. fun, man. It's fun. See, you know what, like, obviously after Montreal, there was, you know, we, there's Vegas, you're part of the Tampa organization, obviously in the coast, there's one team that really sticks out, uh, we actually had your assistant coach of this team on the show, Ben Boudreau, Uh um, Yes, in Fort Wayne, yes. I know there's uh you know, some ties with the show in Fort Wayne as there's been a lot of tune ins from that area. So uh the Fort Wayne Comets, you know, love that name, but the solar bears, you know, that's right up there with being a sick name, just like the Lizard Kings. That's another Dude, name. It's
0: <laughs> a polar bear wearing sunglasses holding a hockey stick behind <laughs> yeah, his head. Like what? That's it's really so dope. ridiculous.
2: <laughs> but man, Fort Wayne, I can't I can't say enough about Fort Wayne. It was so cool, man. I loved playing there. Uh made some really good buddies there. Um Honestly, the whole time was great. The fans are unbelievable in Fort Wayne. It's really sick to play, and uh, the travel is not as bad as other places. Um, it's it's a hell of a time. I'm really happy I got to play there, man. Hey, it was a good year.
1: Oh, it was this. And like you said, this year is you like most fun or the, 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 that that you like essentially had in some time. But like your statistics we're fantastic this year. I don't, I don't need to, uh, you know, blow smoke up your ass. Flat I'll just say it. But like, you know, two thirty six GAA, point nine two eight save percentage. You know that it seems like, is it fair to say that once you find a system, and maybe when you're in a kind of an organization or something, when you're in a groove and you're comfortable, that you also perform better on the ice? You know what I mean? I don't know if that's yep. the kind of the answer, but like you, for sure, you going around different organizations. You know, you've had some, you know like higher GAA's on other team than this year that you go to a team where it fits sometimes, you know, that's what can ch- turn around your career.
2: Uh, you're, you're absolutely right, man. And, and the thing is, uh, that I kind of want to touch on and, and you, you brought it up is, um, this year was one of my best years as you can see, but it also came. Yeah. It was a good fit, but it wasn't just that. It was also the experience that I've gained over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be the first to say that the last few years have been really tough on me, uh, like mentally and, 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 and like just changing organizations and um, uh, there's, there's been a lot of stuff mentally that is going on. Um, and it's been, it's been hard, but this year I, I used a lot of the principles that I, that I learned um, from the past, my past experiences. And I, could, I kind of put it all together and create a good system for myself that uh, has worked well. And like, like you said, with the, with the numbers and everything, because goaltending is, is about numbers. And um, this year, I just I was able to execute my system better. And, uh, and it was a lot of experience uh, that, 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 that came into play uh, in this season, because my first few years didn't go uh, great and um i feel like I, I i found a way to create a system that works for me and um that's why in my opinion it went well is i've learned a lot in the last few years and i kind of started putting it all together and uh, slowly it's i'm i'm developing uh much better since i i i really was clear with my system
1: now now and you also, this year, you had Drake Bear Barahowski. Like, I, I know there's a guy who had several pro games in his day, and obviously, goaltending coach is big with a, with a squad, right? Obviously, that's who you work with pretty closely. But what effect did Drake have? Like, there was, uh, with having Drake there, and I believe your assistant was Jared Stahl, if I remember looking at it correctly before, mm-hmm. like, Solar Bears, like, yeah, those pretty young coaches, if you will, quote unquote, like you got to like base to the coaching world, you know, as players get older, like I think Drake is, you know, there's somebody who's just under 50. So, you know, he's at the average age for coaching, but Jarrett, there's somebody who could technically still be playing and who had a lot Mm -hmm. of expectations in the National Hockey League when he got drafted by uh, Phoenix. So, you know, what kind of effect, though, did that coaching staff have? On, on you? Like, Drake, it must have been great for him to... It, mu- it just must have been different to have a coach like that who, um, who who I've heard through a lot of different individuals who's a lot more like a player's coach. Uh,
2: so, you were talking about the goalie coaches, and we didn't have a goalie coach in Orlando. I was we more in, in, in communication with uh, Franz John Tampa than, than anyone else. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, for me... Well Drake's not a goalie coach right?
1: No, <laughs> so but he's, uh, he's I heck. didn't
2: really talk to him about my game in general, but uh actually that you that you mentioned it Drake was very kind of open to talking about um, things to improve in, in our overall system to to help us goalies and and vice versa for us goalies to help the defensemen more. And uh, it, it wasn't always great. At the beginning of the year, we, we didn't have a great start at all to the season. And I'm pretty sure that stressed Drake out quite a bit. Um, we, 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 honestly, we, we weren't playing very well at the start. Uh, but uh, at some point, we made a few adjustments. And I had some, some good talks during the year with Drake about uh, what, what I could bring more and stuff like that but he definitely was, I definitely have to give him that, that he was open to always improving uh, the system because the defensively we, we, we weren't always perfect, but uh, we, we were always kind of adjusting. So uh, that was, that was good to have a coach that like that. Uh, but it, it, with the solar Bears, it was definitely a, a, a weirder year where we did change players a lot and uh, uh, defensively it wasn't always pretty. So we, we, we made a lot of adjustments, but uh, all in all, we, we defensively, we, we were one of the better teams in the league uh, in terms of numbers. And uh, my goalie partner, Clint, was on rail this year as well, so that's uh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now, like, like you signed with Washington, and I'm going to slide over to Alex for this, because Alex, putting you on the spot, uh, you asked me one thing about bringing up to Zach – about now just the opportunity in Washington because of some potential things. I know a lot of things when it comes to potential things. It's not anything that's happened as yet or before we upload the show. Maybe something changed in the organization.
0: But just uh, slide over to you about Washington. I think he's already kind of answered the question in saying that no matter who's in what spot in any organization, you kind of have to put your nose to the grindstone and, and work for it. But there are some potential things moving in Washington, and I'm sure the listener and yourself, Zach, know exactly who I'm talking about. Somebody who uh, wears equipment that looks a lot like yours and uh, make it a lot of starts for Washington. Does do you does that linger in your mind at all, or is it just go to the rink, do what I can, and go home? Okay. Yeah, look, so in hockey, there are
2: things that happen, and you might have an inclination to what might happen, and you know we all kind of know what may happen, but at the end of the day, there's still a lot of time from here until camp. And I'm not going to get into too many things because like you were just, just saying is some point as a player, there's a lot of things that aren't in your control and you just kind of got to roll with the punches and go with the flow and, and and ride the wave. So for me, I just signed a contract. I I had a few talks with the, uh, the goalie coaches. Uh, We're going to be in contact in the next couple of days and weeks. uh, But I mean, I can't, I can't really say what's gonna happen because I got the same information as you. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm not the GM, and, and so for, for for me, I'm just gonna get ready for camp, uh, talk with the goalie coaches, see what happens, and and that's uh, that's where I'm at right now. And whatever happens, we know what the possibility of what will happen. We know what's going on mm-hmm. uh, with the contracts and everything. But um, for me, I know what the potential of it is but it's also my job to not look too much into it and just get make sure i'm ready for camp man if i come to camp and uh i'm out of shape and uh and and all that that's that just that doesn't bode well for the rest of the season so for me i'm gonna come ready and uh, communicate with the goalie coaches and improve on certain points and uh and that's it you know what i mean <laughs> like that that that's pretty much it that's it's that's, a
0: professional um, mindset it's perfect
1: See, and then with being in kind of Washington, there's somebody on that team who is named Alex Ovechkin. uh, Listen, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, and I need you to do me a big favor, Zach, when you're uh, against him at camp or whenever the chance is to get on the ice with him, I need you to rob him every time. Hey, don't let well, him smorgle. That's your challenge I mean, from
2: us. Okay? I don't know if you guys seen him play,
1: but there's definitely no guarantee to that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, know, well, and sure know. <laughs> you know, and that's also a very good team that's deep, right? And it, it's just... I hopefully hopefully he doesn't
2: listen to this, and now he'll definitely put a target on my face, but... <laughs> um i'm not gonna say anything else uh, one thing i've learned in pro hockey is you don't kind of shake the bee's nest or <laughs> anything like that so i'm just gonna stay quiet on this one i'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try
1: and do that smart you know? smart he's such a scary guy to play against as a goalie i can imagine and pretty soon his son is also going to be awesome i don't know if you saw those instagram videos of sergey <laughs> Opechkin, the kids oh, yeah shooting wrong hand, you no know, rapid-fire pucks at the age of one. Like, what? Uh, in 2036, the first overall pick will be Sergei Ovechkin. I'm just going to flat-out say that right now. Uh, <laughs> predictions here first. But Washington's team, I just feel like that's such a good atmosphere for you to get into, besides all of the rumors with, you know, certain individual between the pipes that we know about. Uh, and just kind of the team overall there, you know, based their – They've won a Stanley Cup recently. They have their core guys there, like T.J. Oshie. You got from, of course, as I mentioned. You got Ovechkin. You got Carlson back there, who is arguably was the best defenseman in the National Hockey League this year, and is still up there, if not the top five in the league. I think it's fair to say, if not top three. And there, there's a team that. You know, if someone moves on, I know there's someone who's younger like like Sam Sonoff in there. But overall, that's just an exciting organization to be a part of. You know, despite an early exit this year from the playoffs or the COVID playoffs, whatever you want to call them, uh, because I think Washington, if they were able to continue to play all year, I think it would have been a complete different story if the playoffs were on track for what it was. Because after you have that time off, it's a little bit different, harder to get back into. But Overall, this uh, being a part of that organization and just the potential of being part of that su- continued success, you know, that must have been very attractive to you because I'm sure you had discussions with Washington's and potential other options, like you said. Um,
2: man, that was uh, that was uh, I don't know where to start with that, man. Tell me <laughs> tell me where to start with all that. <laughs> anywhere you want. Anywhere you <laughs> want. Where to start
1: you can start anywhere you want with Washington. Just the excitement with uh, just being a part of that organization. And yeah, what, I mean, what what was the final choice for Washington?
2: How was my final choice? Is that no. what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I'm happy because I was uh, like I told you, and I'm 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 an honest guy. I thought I was gonna go to Europe, and um, I was fully prepared to do that. And the, the offer that I was came across was the Wash the the Capitals, obviously. And I didn't have anything else around here. So for me, it was definitely a no-brainer. And I'm, I'm so excited uh, to have that chance because I know, I know where I'm at. And I know that bouncing around a couple organizations sometimes, it's, 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 it's not ideal. And my journey has been different. Uh, but just having the chance to be with the Capitals is huge for me, man. And, and it means a lot. I'm grateful for that. And after the season I had last year, it went real well. And I, I feel like I made some solid progress in the way I, I play the game. And that's what I want to bring to the Capitals, man. I bring a little experience. I've played the Spengler Cup three times. I've been in the coast. I've played in the A. I've I, I backed up in the NHL. I've played some preseason games. I've, I've been to so many teams already, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I bring a little bit of experience, even, even if I'm just 25. And that's a positive. And I feel like I, I figure a lot of great things. In terms of how I play the game, I'm bringing a system uh, with me that I feel really works. And, um, uh,
1: yeah, that's it. I'm just
2: pumped to be part of the Capitals, man. Like, it, just that a new a contract, a new year. It's it's just a new opportunity. It's, it's great for me, man.
1: See, that was a good answer. Honestly, you answered everything that I needed to in there, despite my long-winded-ass answer questions. <laughs> With that, <laughs> I got lost in that one. I'm not
2: gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I got really got lost. Like,
1: okay, so where do I start? I gotta ask, where do I, literally, just the opportunity seems great for you there, not just because of the topic that we talked about, someone potentially leave just overall for you. But uh, par I'll slide it back over to you. You already mentioned it just a few seconds ago, there, Zach, about your Spangler Cup experiences. And it'll be one of the last qu- uh, topics that we bring up before
0: we wrap up the show here. Uh, going to the Spangler Cup discussion, Alex. Yeah, like you were saying, I won the Spangler Cup. Like, I mean, that to represent Canada again after the World Juniors was that something? Was that an opportunity you think you would have as soon as you did after the World Juniors?
2: Uh, absolutely not, man. I I I knew what the Spangler Cup was, but I didn't know that I, I I could be part of that. And, right. Um, okay. It's so, not for, as
0: publicized as the World Juniors is in Canada, so I can kind of get well, that it's too. It's not
2: as publicized, but it's at the exact same time, and the, the games are always on. So if you're watching the World Juniors, you definitely see Spengler Cup hockey on there uh, during during the Christmas time. So right. um, It's just different times. You, you see it at noon instead of um, at 9 a.m. or noon or 1 p.m. because of of the time change in Switzerland. But uh, I, I do want to get it into how I I got into the whole conversation um so I was telling you how I did different places and stuff but personally at at age 21 when I uh, started my second pro season I was sent down to the east coast and that was a little bit unexpected and that that kind of that really hurt me and and mentally it was really tough and for a while I was in a place where I was really searching uh inside and and was going through a real tough time in, in my life um because I I just didn't see myself uh, getting sent down after my first year, so this was it was just an experience I had to go through, and uh, I'm kind of grateful looking back that it happened to me because um, it was just a lot of adversity I had to face, and I learned a lot about myself then. But just to not ramble too much and stay on topic, so I got sent down to the coast, and um, I, I was I was going through a tough time, and then all of a sudden I get a call from Sean Burke. And, hey Zach uh, Sean Burke I'm uh, I'm I'm talking to you about the Spangler Cup do you want to come play we're inviting you to come play at the Spangler Cup and so for what? I said so, well first of all you gotta explain to me what the Spangler
0: Cup is more because... <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say and then right after the phone call he hits on Google what is the <laughs> yeah, Spangler but... Cup <laughs> no but man
2: Sean Burke is, is one of the people I'm most grateful to have I've crossed paths with because he's helped me so much so far and, and he's he's recommended me to a lot of people and He's brought me to the tournament three times already, and we we won it a few times. So definitely grateful. I know Sean Burke, and he's believed in me. And that was the first time I, I got that kind of break because he invited me right out of the East Coast. And I was going through a period of time where it was harder. So it gave me a lot of confidence to be part of that team. And I went to the tournament, and uh, if you if you see what happened that year, it went really well. It went <laughs> really, really well. I I, I played solid. And that really helped me have a great end to the season and playoffs with Brampton. Uh, the playoffs went really well. Uh, we didn't go uh, as far as we thought we would, but I I, I did I did some solid work there. So uh, I had a lot of fun, but that really kickstart kickstarted me mentally, jolted me back into the game. And uh, like I told you, man, I was going through a tough time. So the fact that it went well in at the Spengler really gave me a lot of confidence and uh it went well from there and then a couple of years later uh, i went back and sean burke got, had me back but he's lost in a shootout in the finals which was wild and um and then last year i went back again and 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 it went real well so uh.
0: And what was really it, it cool started,
2: go ahead, go ahead, sorry.
0: Yeah, what was really cool about last year's appearance for you is you made that all star team, but for a Sioux connection on the side of our hometown, Matt Dagostini also made that all star team, uh, the mm-hmm. five man name team along with Maxime Noru. Now, for people of Sault Ste Marie, they might not be too familiar with Matt Dagostini. So what's he like to play with? What's he like in the locker room? Because I know <laughs> a lot of listeners here are gonna wanna know about Matt. But-
2: if uh, if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't with us uh, last year. He was on another team. He was on the Swiss team last year.
0: Oh, was he? He wasn't playing on Canada. But I last played year. with him. I think he
2: played. We played together the year before. We we had lost that one, but uh, I, I was just kind of getting that right. I did play with him, just not last year. It was two just years ago.
1: 2018. That mm-hmm. was. Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah. The, yeah no, he's a great guy. Great yeah. Guy.
2: And he was also part of the Canadians. Um uh yes. Montreal Canadian. So I got to ask him a few questions about that and how his experience went down. And uh yeah, it's a great guy. I, I and then last year we crossed paths at the tournament and uh it's uh, it's it's it was cool because there wasn't many other Canadians that we were playing against because all the Canadians were were onto Canada. So uh he was um uh the Italian club there in Switzerland that was there. <laughs> And, it, it, yeah it was cool Ombré, yeah Ombré. sorry i was trying to look for that as i was speaking it was he was an Ombré, and uh we i don't think we played against them though
1: and dags there's a guy that um you know people are going to know because we've had him on our show but also uh, a future upload that's going to be uploaded after your show uh spoiler alert for listeners giving free uh kind of news out to everybody you know take them <laughs> I guess uh, but there there's a guy that obviously we talked we talked about guys on like who have done pretty good for themselves six round pick goes to the NHL does pretty well in the NHL between Montreal and St. Louis mm-hmm. and internationally going overseas and playing obviously you you going over to Dell obviously that didn't pan out as well as you wanted to because of certain events in particular with society Hashtag gotta love COVID uh, and besides all that it's never just the end like obviously this doesn't really relate to you overall because you're going back and playing in washington's organization but playing overseas and we've had a lot of guests that have been great in the nhl and that have went overseas to play it doesn't matter if you play in the nhl or have moved over to europe obviously the nhl is the the league you want to make right it's the best league in the world that's obviously the way to go but there's nothing wrong with playing overseas either because there's some good damn hockey overseas and D'Agostini has done very well overseas and I'm sure there's a lot of friends of yours that you know that have made uh, some good careers overseas. Yeah,
2: and, and I was exposed to Europe because of the Spangler Cup and um, maybe before um, it was kind of seen that if you go play in Europe, kind of the NHL dream is over, but it's actually really not like that anymore. There's so many more European players that come to uh, uh, kind of go back and forth. Uh, um, a buddy of mine, Oscar Dansk, he, he, he's in Vegas, and he's been doing pretty well for himself there. Um, and he had uh, he has started in, in North America his pro career and then decided back, going back to Sweden, and now he's back, and he's doing really well with Vegas so and Chicago and all that. So maybe before that was kind of the um, assumption that going to Europe is kind of you don't really come back, but now it's different and I got um exposed to that during the Spangler Cup, and he's done really well for himself. you're talking about dags uh in all areas and for me, I wanted to go uh, i wanted to finish off the year in 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 the dell in Munich as the opportunity arose at the end of the year I had to leave the, the solar bears unfortunately but uh, it was a great opportunity and I just had to do i just had to take it, and my teammates were really happy of, uh, for it. Uh, I didn't you know want to just leave that wasn't my intention I wanted to finish off the year but the opportunity arose and it was just a great opportunity It was just hard to say no at this type of opportunity so I went I took the leap I went and um well I was only there three weeks which was a nice little vacation in Munich but <laughs> I, I I came back home safely and um It was a great experience to to go there and learn with a great goalie coach, uh, Patrick Dallaire, for the time that I was there. And it kind of made the most of the opportunity, even though I didn't get to play. Uh, Made made friends, some cool people. uh, Learned uh, about how it worked down there, and it was great. Yeah, I signed with Washington, and I'm going to stay here. But honestly, I was fully prepared and ready to go play in Europe for a few years
1: before coming back. Yeah, you see, there's nothing with the Dell. It's obviously, uh, it's just European hockey. I- it, like everyone used to kind of say, you said it right there, right there was that if you go overseas, people think that's the end of it. It's absolutely not. You go there and Oscar dance is a great example. And obviously playing in Germany, I've heard though some stories about the KHL with Russia. And there's going to be some uploads that listeners are going to hear, especially with Nathan Perrott, that with the stories that he had to share about Russia. Oh, there's some great stories. <laughs> oh, oh, this, oh, like I, I'm actually scared to air some of the stories and I'm going to have a, the, some, some individuals that are higher up in Russia <laughs> come knock on my door. To make sure that, <laughs> I had to make sure that I say that correctly not the other term uh, but overall it's it's been a great like ride for you in terms I know it's maybe it's not the way that a lot of maybe experts expect or even you expect it or myself Alex anything but for you to battle the way that you did and everything to get back into getting back into North American hockey or even just continue to play in the season you had last year, you know, you're you're a competitor, right? And that's what's great. You know, goalies, it's a very hard position. You know, There's only two of you that play on a squad in the big club or per squad. Usually, you know, there's teams that carry three goalies sometimes, et cetera. But normally there's two guys that dress and goalies is by far the hardest position to make in hockey. I'm telling you right now, and a lot of people say forwards are because there's a lot more forwards than they say goalies, according to research, but I disagree. I think it's harder to make it to the professional level as a goalie. Is that fair to say, or, or are you, are the other people right where they say playing forward or defense defenses? Uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a good question, but if, if we're being honest, there's only 60 jobs in the NHL. Yep. For goalies. And that's it. And, and, Maybe proportionately, I I don't know what the numbers are for real, but the reality is there's 60 jobs. So um, that's just the way it is, and I know it's a tough uh, thing to crack, and you were talking about kind of my journey. It's been uh, quite the ride, Uh, (laughs) and yeah, maybe it's not the way I expected it. And yeah, of course, I'd love to have a few NHL uh, NHL games and maybe even years under my belt, but that's just not how it played out, and I I can't be too bitter about that because... I've learned a lot during that process and um, I don't know what the future holds for me. And um, maybe this year I'm going to get the chance to play in the NHL. And that's a little bit of it is on me. And actually, no, let me rephrase that. A lot of it is on me and that's just how I'm going to prepare. And like I told you earlier, I I went through some tough times, but I think because of those, I'm going to be more prepared than ever when that opportunity does arise. So So, there's, 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 there's a lot of things that can happen in a career in hockey in general as a goalie. Yeah. Maybe some goalies take a little bit more time to develop and maybe that's me, but at the end of the day, it's it's on me to be ready when that time comes. And, uh, I love to play hockey and people around me and my friends, you can ask anybody I know. and I love to play the game. I'm always trying to get better. I love it. And I'll, I'll play uh, for a very long time still. So, um, For me, it's just been my journey. It's different. Maybe it hasn't always been sunshine and rainbows. Maybe I didn't get a chance to play in the NHL yet. But I really believe that it's coming and I'm getting close to my goal, uh, especially with the year I had last year. But now I'm I'm, I'm moving forward. And like I told you a couple seconds ago, it's it's on me to be ready when that time comes. And uh, when the opportunity arises, I got to take that
1: if it, there's a saying that if it's uh, meant to be, it's up to me. There's one that one of my trainers used to tell me, and I, that's still a very one that hits home. You know, it's, and there is no I in team, we want to talk teamwork, etc. But if you want to make it somewhere, make a career to yourself or something out of anything, despite if it's hockey, uh, the brands that we work with, anything of such, it's, uh, it's mm-hmm. the one that you put in overall. And I, yeah. I, I will, I'll say right now, as, as uh, much as – I hope nothing but the best for you going forward and, you know, with us, you know, with us sharing the show and also uh, working with your brand and everything. Uh, And as much as I want you to get your first NHL win, uh, taking my host hat here off for a second, and put my fan hat off for a second, Uh, myself and Alex are Leaf fans. Uh, We have been sucker for pains our entire life, obviously. Uh, And, you know, as much as you as much as I want you to get your NHL win, if you can refrain from from doing it against Toronto, uh, that would be great. Uh, but if you do do it against Toronto, uh, that would, uh, I would be fine with it. Just so you know, you have permission from us. Yeah,
2: you know what? <laughs> I was just about to say, good thing you ended like that because I was about to say, it would be my pleasure. To be <laughs> <laughs> no, no, or the Canadians, who knows? But you know, I mean, Montreal like, would be the, a better
1: way to go. <laughs> Montreal would be sure a good one. sure you agree
2: with that, but you know what? Who knows who it's going to be? Uh, like I said, I, I I just got to get ready for whoever it is in front of me. And then we'll go from there
1: like that. Now it's been Dave McKay, Alex party joined by our special guest, Zach for Now Zach, we're going to get to our last questions. And these are the questions where myself and my co-host, and obviously this is Alex is going to ask you Uh bonus questions that are just random, grab from the air and you're obviously you're not expecting them Uh simple yes or no. Or if you want to get into a story about them, that's fine. So basically our bonus question segment of the show, Alex going to you first.
0: I could only imagine when you are a pretty highly touted draft pick of a pretty storied franchise that you're gonna you're gonna run into some hockey legends. You're gonna run into some high profile celebrities, maybe. Who is maybe the the highest profile person you've met throughout your playing career? Any any <laughs> sport, any movie, whatever it may be. Uh, um, it's
2: funny you ask that question, uh, but when we won the World Juniors, there was a. Uh, the ring ceremony in, in, in the summer uh, Mm -hmm. following the events. But um, at that point uh, the world championship team had also won gold. So it was like all in one. They did the whole ceremony in one. And I remember during the evening uh, of the celebration, I was in a circle. I had the, I was in a circle that I ended up with. I have no idea how, and it was um, McDavid, Wayne Gretzky,
0: um mckinnon
2: and me oh and my. Uh, i looked
0: around
2: i looked around and i said oh i don't know if i'm at the right place <laughs> and then <laughs> i just slowly backed away and uh i just went on with the evening but uh, I, let, I let those guys talk it uh maybe sydney crosby was was joining and then that's when i said okay maybe that's when i really have to go so <laughs> it was kind of funny how that played out um yeah, there was. Did a, you
0: talk to any of them? Did you say like, "Yo, Gretz, oh, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. up, man"? yeah. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I I was part of the conversation for a little while before I snapped out of it. But um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've had I've had conversations and I, I've met him a couple of times. But it was that 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 moment was kind of funny. You had like um, McDavid, uh, Nate, Sid, Gretzky, and it's like Jesus, man. Uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> so I just slowly backed away, and that was it.
1: It's like, dude, this is not where. Ask <laughs> It's like, dude, this is not where I parked my car. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. No. Honestly, no, though, you know, that's I don't know how I can top that question, Alex. I think you should have. That's no, pretty funny. You should have went. You have went last there. So I, I don't think my question is going to be as, you know, funny. But, you, you know, honestly, if you had to go back and replay a moment. Okay, in your career. And you've had a lot of good ones, obviously winning a gold, winning uh, the Spangler, winning the Mem Cup, and obviously just everything overall, getting drafted, all these moments. What was your best moment to date as a player? Like, going even back to when you were younger, if you want to bring up your Pee Wee championship, that's fine with me, too. Just what, are the, what is the most... How did you know about that tournament? <laughs> <laughs> I scouted you, though. I was scouting. No, just kidding. Oh, I'm yeah. telling oh, you, yeah.
2: the only championship I won in minor hockey was in Pee Wee. So, that's Whoa. kind of creepy that you, know, you said that. Well, luck of the... A, no, no, I'm just saying, yeah, <laughs> luck, luck hit it. But I... I it's a tough question to answer because every single tournament or, or, or event or world junior Spangler uh, draft first NHL freaking preseason game, like they're all different. They're all unique and they're all in different times of your life. So at that moment, they're always the greatest time. You know, when, when I won the, when uh, I won the president's cup with Halifax at 17, that was the greatest time of my life. But then Couple of weeks later, we win the Memorial Cup. That's the best time of my life, <laughs> you know. And then yeah. the year after that, I'm 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 at the World Juniors in Sweden. That's definitely the best time of my life. So like at the end of the day, I just I was really privileged to be part of those teams and I contributed in my own way. The World Juniors was like unbelievable it, to do it in 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 um in Toronto, freaking fireworks in, inside the rink. Like it was, it was sick, man. Yeah. Um, getting drafted in Montreal is, is 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 pretty high up there. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had a chance to play a full preseason game in Colorado, uh, with with Vegas. That's that's a great moment for me. But I feel like the best is yet to come, and uh, I I've been I've been privileged to be in part of some cool cool things like the Spengler Cup in Switzerland during <laughs> during um christmas time and and new year's eve win that a couple times that, those are pretty special events as well so yeah. uh, i've been privileged to be part of those things i i uh, gone through some real good times some bad times some some shitty times but uh, i worked my ass off and uh, i i'm like i just told you the best is yet to come i'm 25 years old man i'm gonna play hockey for a long time so i'm, I'm just excited for what's ahead of me Oh, that's
1: a, that's a better, that's a, that's, that's a, sorry, a great answer. More serious than Alex's is, but I, I honestly, so many great moments that you've been a part of, and I would say living the dream would be the way, way to put it. And you are playing hockey and you've had, yeah. you you got to yep. go with the drink and sandals and put some barbecue by the pool and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. I'll do
2: that again. I'll do that again at
1: some point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're a part of a great organization in Washington. And uh, like I said, hopefully you can just rob Ovechkin left and right. And I'm sorry if I paint a target on your head by saying that if he does win do <laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, but overall, it, it, it's it's great to see what you've done and just, just exciting to see what you've done. And before we sign off, I want to give you the opportunity again to promote your your brand that you're doing outside of hockey as well. Yeah. And, and uh, before we sign off for the show.
2: Yeah. Well, honestly, thanks guys for, for, for having me on the show. It was actually a great time. I appreciate it, but this is something I've been working on uh, with, with uh, two, goal- two other goalies actually that work at Paramount hockey school here in and, and uh, Laval Quebec and it's living Sisu and uh, Sisu is a Finnish word it means determination, resilience, tenacity, um, all these things. It's, uh, it's from Finland. And our goal is to just help people activate their lifestyle through, uh, lifestyle through sport and physical activity. And we give out like a bunch of different discounts from our partners. And uh, we partnered with uh, BioSteel and, and Body Logics and, and, and yoga studios nearby and a bunch of apparel and anything related to sports. So we give a bunch of exclusive offers to our members. It's free to join, that's it, kind of the beauty of it. You wanna make it accessible. And we create a bunch of events to, to, to help people move and, and have a good time with sport and tournaments we, we have down the pipeline. So I hope people kind of join us. It's free. You go to livingsisu.com. Our app our app is coming out in just a couple of weeks. So it's really exciting stuff. We're having a lot of fun. or, or There's a lot of people that are joining. It's free. So um, we give a bunch of deals and, and discounts and, and events for sports. So it's, it's pretty dope. So thanks, guys, for having me on. And I hope you guys uh, will will be part of it as well. Like I told you before the show, we'll we'll arrange for you guys to become premium members. And um,
1: thanks a lot. Definitely, Alex. I'll let you say your uh, thanks and goodbyes first. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, Zach. Man, uh, it's great to see how good of a head you still have on your shoulders, no matter what situation you've been thrown into. I know a lot of young goalies are going to be looking up uh, looking up to you and what you're doing forward. And nothing but the best and well wishes for you headed into Washington.
2: Thank you very much, guys. I I, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.
0: And definitely now
1: and like i said very excited to help promote your brand and help uh, promote each other as we continue to grow and watch our dreams outside of hockey grow obviously you're still playing me now i play men's league now uh, but, <laughs> so i get to watch uh you know hopefully our show continue to grow and i gotta thank uh, you very much zach for responding to me sliding into your dms opposed <laughs> to uh, give me the dirty r or you know anything of such so it's uh, it's certainly a thing you can do uh, and that you can reach out to people that you want to have on your show or just have a conversation with individuals like Zach that are just great to talk to overall. So thank you very much, Zach. It's uh thank a- you very much. Definitely. Now appreciate is- it definitely and I'm very excited to see what you can do in Washington as I said hopefully your first win becomes, uh, comes against the Montreal Canadiens opposed to another team but either way mm-hmm. I'll be watching it and you know like I, I'll be very excited to whoever it is that you get the win because you more than deserve it so you know getting to our conclusion here as uh, it's been another special edition upload I want to say thank you again to Zach and thanks to Alex and especially to you uh, the listeners and also viewers make sure you hit like follow and subscribe on all the platforms of the game that includes Spotify, Apple Podbean, Podtail, Facebook, Instagram, and of course our website, thegainsportshow.com. You can simply make that an app on your homepage. You just copy a link, paste it to your homepage, or just drag it over uh, to your home platform. So you can just simply click it each time, opposed to having to put in the domain every time, and you can keep up to date with the best all-around sports content and i want to remind you getting to our conclusion portion and i love saying this in front of guests that are new to the show getting (laughs) your sign off i like to remind you listeners to keep your stick on the ice swing your bat catch your touchdowns drain your threes and shoot your shots
0: booyah The Game Sports Show and Game Entertainment media want to give a quick stick tap to LivingSisu.com. Sisu is a Finnish word for determination, tenacity, and resiliency. LivingSisu.com wants to activate your lifestyle by offering discounts and exclusive offers from your favorite sports brands. Sign up as free at LivingSisu.com, where you will earn instant offers that will help you save on sports tools, products, supplements, and so much more. Be sure to check it all out at LivingSisu.com.